Sports side of the virtual hardwood, it's the NLLC podcast, episode number 273. I'm Andrew, with you as always. With me this week is Ben, also known in the forum, of course, as Arcane. Hey, hey. We are here once again to talk about our favourite subject, or one of them at least, basketball video games. A little bit of real basketball this week as well, as the All-Star Weekend is coming upon us, Ben. It's, uh, next week they'll be doing the, the draft, the two All-Star teams will be picking their squads, the captains, of course. Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron James and the week after that will be the All-Star weekend the All-Star game itself February 17th in Charlotte of course will actually be played on Michael Jordan's birthday his 56th birthday if I have my maths correct Ooh, that's that's getting on in age makes us feel old too I guess so. yeah, you know that's one of the funny things obviously you think oh it's been 21 years since the, the Bulls last championship that makes you feel old you look at the video games you used to play and when they came out that makes you feel old but it also makes you feel old, and also, you know, looking at your own birthday sometimes makes you feel old too. But, <laughs> but when you look at the people you grew up watching, the actors and athletes and everything, and your, your favorite celebrities, and realize that they're now in their 50s and sometimes 60s, and uh, because I'm a fan of MASH, Alan Alder has, has just turned 83, uh, yeah, you, some, you realize that uh, maybe you are getting on in years yourself too. It's, it kind of creeps yeah. up on you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Alan Ole is a classic actor, obviously from MASH, but also his time on the West Wing. It was great watching him as what, you know, his role in that. So, yeah, in fact, I think he was one of the original uh, options that they're looking at to play what, what was President Bartlett at the time. That was He was one of the first three or four options they were looking at at the time. Instead of Martin Sheen? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know that, no. And that's why they brought him in later. Right, as a, as a reference of, to that. Oh, yeah. Certainly a fantastic actor, still active, uh, despite he has, he's been recently diagnosed with Parkinson's, but he's still keeping healthy and active. Has a podcast. In fact, I'm looking forward to a new show coming out there. He's actually got a mass reunion. He's talking to his old castmates, uh, the, oh, one, nice. the ones that are still alive. Quite a few have passed on, sadly, at this point. But he has a podcast. Love his content still, but I guess we've got a podcast to do too, Ben. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> suppose we should get to it. This week, we had a couple of updates come through for NBA Live 19 and NBA 2K19. Of course, you've got the roster updates coming through pretty much every week and some tuning updates every so often in 2K19 as well. The NBA Live 19 update basically just added the new uh, 3v3 courts. Uh, a lot of the courts that weren't available in the live run of 3 versus 3 weren't available before. They've come through. It's it's something that people have been asking for, obviously, and people are happy yeah. to see it. So I, I'm I'm glad they've done it. It's it's definitely great to see them adding the new content and really expanding every mode like that. Yeah, I mean, I, it was it was interesting. Like the I think in the past week or just a couple, even a couple of days before this patch came out, you know, I saw a few people sort of requesting, you know, is it possible to get, you know, some of the five on five courts and that, and then yeah. All of a sudden, a couple of days later, it happened. I was like, oh, that's pretty good and in terms of response time. And they were able to make it happen. So that was good. It, it is definitely for the best that they're doing things like this. Naturally, people are saying, well, could we have more with franchise? Can we have more with ultimate team? And, yes. I, I, and I certainly don't disagree with that. Uh, we've gone on record so many times saying that that kind of stuff needs to happen. And unfortunately, I think some of the biggest things that need to be added to franchise and ultimate team are things that have to wait until NBA Live 20. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, they have patched in some big things, the practice court this year, roster editing last year, and, and obviously these uh, new uh, 3v3 courts. But I think a lot, of the t- a lot of the things that need to go into franchise need to be need to be put there as part of a revamp, basically. Yeah, I, I don't think you just... sort, of, sort of from the ground up part. Yeah, there's, of... there's, core, there's core tech in there that needs to be revamped and, and added to it. Uh, 
not sure they can really patch it in without breaking something which which live has done a pretty good job they have have at least some patches they need to then release hot fixes for which is why they're up to patch uh, 1.18 now i suppose yeah. although a lot of their patches have also been to add content, content. as well yeah. uh big things like the 3v3 courts that they've added to uh, to live run th- uh, three versus three uh, i am glad that, that they're doing it uh, i would like to see more obviously done with the nba side of things and we're not alone ben i think there's a lot of comments on social media that i've been seeing recently that a lot of people do agree with us and i wrote an article earlier this week in the monday tip off about lives identity and longevity uh, i really do think that live needs to reconnect as an nba sim and people say it's never been a sim and i say I think you're splitting hairs on what a sim is because it's always been grounded in reality. It's never been an NBA Jam-style game, live 2003 aside, with some of the big blocks and everything, booming sound effects <laughs> and everything there, the courtside comedy cutscenes, etc. But it's always been, uh, at its core, uh, a simulation game, trying to replicate the NBA in terms of gameplay and its game modes. We've talked about this many times before, obviously. So I think they do need to do that. They need to reaffirm its identity as an NBA sim, uh, it's got NBA in the title. It needs to be NBA Live. It needs to be that. Uh, that needs to be the focus. And it's it's been noted, and and actually MP3 pointed it out, and that there were people over on Reddit saying if the NBA if they lost the NBA license from Live, it wouldn't matter because they could just go streetball and and not be licensed or just have a limited license, and they'd be happy because they don't watch the NBA. Which is kind of funny to think about people who don't watch the NBA playing NBA video games. Obviously, yeah. it ha- it, obviously it happens, but. I really think if live wasn't licensed, that's pretty much the end of the game because there's a reason there hasn't been a lot many hasn't been there's a reason there hasn't been many unlicensed basketball games on the market. And you you remember when 2K lost the NFL license and they came out with All Pro? I think it was All Pro 2K8 or something like that, trying to replace it. And I think they got some legends. Uh, OJ Simpson was in the game of all things. <laughs> you know that's also probably didn't help the title much at all at the time as well. But they didn't have a license, didn't have the NFL license, obviously, but it had. It was basically fictional. And I think people said oh, it was a pretty good game because people really liked NFL 2K, but without the license, it's just not as good. So I really think live needs it, to keep... It loses the... some of that star power and impact, I guess. It does, because people want to replicate what they see in the professional league, in the actual league that they're interested in. So yeah. I think they absolutely need the license moving forward, NBA Live, EA, and they need to have reaffirm their commitment to being an nba sim because they can talk you can talk about new demographics all you want and and reaching the newer crowd but the kids are playing 2k and so are the old you know the old heads like us so as we've said before where is this new uh this new demographic that they're after the demographic they're after is basketball gamers and so they need to cater to that yeah i I agree and i think i think definitely would be a mistake not to continue with the nba license i know it's looking like it's going to be pretty expensive and that like i addressed you know whether it's that that uh value of return in terms of you know if, it, if they have to pay a billion dollars plus mm. it's like that's, um, that's gonna to be tough to, to justify especially with live sales in recent years yeah yeah so and yeah i don't think they'll they'll get yeah i, I think without that connection and to the nba it it it'll lose a lot more impact and, you know, more interest in that because it'd be like, oh, what is this? Unlike, like, Yeah, it'd be like one of those mobile games that you see, I guess, on, like, the app stores and stuff like that on your phone and that you see a lot of uh, generic sort of basketball games and, like, little fun, well, supposed to be fun. 
Because even, fo- even if you're focusing on court battles and live events and things like that, they have NBA players and NBA legends in them. So if you don't, yeah. have, the, if you don't have the license, they're going to go. Yeah. So you, and then who, who are they going to replace with that? Are, are you just no. going to have uh, YouTubers and fictional street bowlers? Uh, yeah, I don't think Basketball Live 20 is going to sell anywhere near as well as NBA Live 20. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but all that being said and repeating what we've said before, I do like that they're adding this content and they've listened to the community I hope they continue to listen to the community, especially as we compile our wish list for NBA Live 20. We are going to be uh, sending that, compiling that and sending it along this week. I need to, still need to post mine publicly, but I do have my list to add to what everyone else has posted. Uh, yeah, I, I once again, Ben, I just hope they do listen, that they are willing to focus on that NBA side of things, because it's we've heard next year, next year, for too many years now. Yep, I agree. And I really hope that they're listening to the right people in the community. Um I think there's too many people with an agenda side of things that... Uh, clout chasing, as they're calling it, yeah. as the kids these days are calling it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> considering how much it does trail 2K in sales, you need to do something that 2K is doing. By all means, do it in your own way, but it needs to appeal to that same audience. If they're going to make something that is, I guess, let's say for the case, a, a, a generic basketball sim that's more street-orientated, then, yeah... Um, I was going to go. I just don't see it being successful. You know, no. it's you need that license. Two K, as good as people th- thought the game was, and as much as they liked the brand and didn't like Madden and were really anti Madden after the exclusive deal and liked NFL Two K and liked the continuation of that even without the the license, it just didn't feel the same without it. Yeah, and what I was going to say is, uh, it, it can't be bare bones. It just can't be purely just the one side of things oh, and oh yeah that's it yeah so that's that's kind of where i was going to go i was just well, well, of, well what is the one yeah. with that nba content as well because yeah. the league is part of that so mm. yeah I, I think they really need to to focus on that we've said it so many times before it just needs to be stressed and i i really hope that they are listening to the right people as, as you say uh, that being said i did touch on an issue last week because a lot of people have felt very obviously disappointed by the lack of NBA content, but also by some of the live events that focus on people and spotlight people that are content creators, maybe designers, things like that, but they don't really have anything specifically to do with the NBA, and it's or, or certainly gaming either, and people are really getting a bit frustrated with that and saying, well, why don't we spotlighting people who actually have something to do with the game? And fortunately, this week, in, in a live event, uh, Mindframe Gaming was featured, you can unlock yep. him in the live event, and he's the uh, EA Game Changer of the Year last year. A great ambassador for NBA Live, and certainly giving the, the great feedback and everything like that, and representing the brand. So I was glad to see him get into the game. You know, he, I, th- I feel he really deserved that, and he the, he is the kind of person that should be spotlighted in those events. Yeah, you know, he, he's been around for a while, and then yeah, and obviously with his connection with being a game changer and stuff, I think it definitely applies. Um, I, I mean, selfishly, I feel that we should be in there at some point. Yeah, uh, definitely. And that's why I was, you know, very vocal about that a few weeks ago, uh, a month ago, uh, you know, just to reiterate, because I think, yeah, we're we're the original content creators for the game. That's yeah, that's my yeah. feeling. And the fact that none of those content, crea- content creators have been around for as long as us in a lot of ways. So, sure, some of the staff have moved, from here have moved on and that, but we still have some of the core guys from from back in the day and you know, and some of them, you know, I still know personally and had play basketball with, and all that stuff personally. So yeah, it's it's yeah for, for me, you know, I've gotten to know 
quite a few guys, and and that from the from, even from what was it two thousand and late two thousand two when I joined up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously we're up for it if that ever comes to pass. Hey, we'll pass along our logo so that we can be put into the game with actual jerseys. Where uh, yeah, well, we're happy to do plus, that. Yeah, plus you know the fact that we have our own power range that goes well with the loot box reward. Oh element. yeah, yeah. No, we're, so, we're, we're down for it. So we'll definitely. Send it yeah. along to EA. If EA is willing to do that, then we're certainly willing to accommodate that and be a part of the whole festivities and fun. Uh, yeah. for, for the moment, I suppose, Ben, we are exclusive to Basketball Classics from Nemo Gamo. Shout out, shout out to Josh and Dave. I, I still need to try and unlock us uh, because the Phantom <laughs> 5 are really hard to do. It's some really old-school difficulty there, which is uh, fun and frustrating, perhaps in the best possible way. Uh, so I haven't, uh, I, I haven't been able to play with myself, Ben. <laughs> Uh, hilarious uh, but, but I, I will be able to play with mind friend gaming if i unlock him so at least at least i can play with somebody in the community right that's so. true sorry my mind went straight to the gutter then <laughs> um yeah uh i actually got to get the i, I got to actually purchase that myself like the multiple classics so i'll have to tee that out with you and how to how to do that over the the coming week yeah so it's on uh, steam early access at the moment of course still need to do my uh my look at that i wanted to be wanting to do a video on a phrase that got been sitting on the footage so look out for that very soon and yeah as for live keep those wishes coming for the wish list for nba live 20 it's in the nba live 19 section of the forum at the moment because it's a bit too early to have a live 20 section and of course we'll be talking about the 2k nba 2k in a moment but we do have the nba 2k 20 wish list as well want to get them in this week uh Really much, no, really not much later than that because otherwise there's not as much that they can use. But definitely want to get it in this week if we can. So yeah, be quick. NBA 2K19 also received a patch this week. Ben patch 1.08 contains fixes, tweaks, and player updates. Reading directly off my own headline there, <laughs> posted earlier in the week. <laughs> but it did come with uh, extensive notes for what's included in the patch. Uh, now updated courts will automatically appear in my career, my league, and my GM save files. So, much like was supposed to happen a couple of years ago, that's been fixed up. Existing save files will be able to enjoy the updates that are made uh, already to the year to date. Uh, users can once again properly edit their lineups on the loading screen. There's also some hair and likeness updates for a few players: Derek Rose, Michael Beasley, Zach Levine, among others. Also, some gameplay tweaks: uh, removed heavy pushing and shoving from neighborhood games. Reduced ball collisions with lower legs and feet. In other words, Ben, the infamous body steals. And I, I haven't been able to get on this week and play because I've been taking a bit of a break from 2K after playing through my uh, first year in my career. But I really want to see if they have cleaned up those body steals because they definitely have been an issue the last couple of years despite oh, yeah. su- supposedly not being an issue. Uh, <laughs> so I, I want to see if they have actually have been able to to reduce those collisions. Cause, and and it always seems to me that the CPU can do it more than you can. That's what, oh, yeah. That's what frustrates me. Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely more of a CPU exploit than a user exploit. And it's the same with a lot of physics in the game, actually. The CPU gets away with things and get, draws you in to the two-player animation, sucks you in, sticks to you on defense, and when boxing out as well, and you can't really get around it. So it, it really feels like the CPU plays by one set of physics and rules and you play by another. And it's it's kind of necessary to make sure that it can keep up with a human brain, a human user, but at the same time, it does make the game feel unbalanced at times, especially on the, the higher difficulty levels. So, oh, yeah, yeah I, I am interested to see if they actually have achieved it this time. But uh, the patch notes, nevertheless, do say reduce ball collisions with lower legs and feet. Definitely want to come back to that next week after I've played a few games. 
uh, fix an issue that would cause players to sometimes play running off ball collision sequences when they were standing still. So a couple of animation quirks fixed there. Uh, fix an issue that allowed on-ball defenders to occasionally pop to a stand while lying on the floor when colliding with the ball handler. Uh, I think we've seen that one before in online, actually, where players uh, leap up to their feet after having their ankles broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, added more variation to AI offensive play calling. Improved the logic and usage of passes out of drives for cpu control players. Again, obviously, this is something we need to come back to after we've played the game a bit. A uh, bit hard for you at the moment, still being on the road, but yeah. <laughs> I, I can uh, offer some more. Uh, I did mean to get on and play a couple of games this week. I've just been busy with other things and, as I said, taking a break, break from 2K, but I am glad to hear that they're working on some of these issues this late in the year. Sometimes you don't really expect that much of a gameplay tweak this late uh, in, in the support cycle. So, yeah, I am pleased that they're doing that. Yeah, so, you know, it, uh, especially if... Uh, like for instance the collision with the lower leg stuff you know that's like Wizard said you know that's been an issue for a few years so you know the fact that a positive that they've finally worked on it hopefully it carries over directly to 2k20 and not something that they have to patch out again i was gonna say we have seen that issue where it's been resolved by a patch and then somehow it's back in the next the following game. year yeah <laughs> and and you and really that's not supposed to happen well, I mean, obviously, but you would think that in the development that by fixing these issues during the year, they're setting themselves up for a better game next year. So you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't think these uh, legacy issues would continue to pop up, but they do. And hey, look, game design is tougher than a lot of people make it out to be. I think a lot of people think it's just typing in uh, proper English into, a, into Notepad and saving it as a game file. It's certainly not. Programming is a lot tougher <laughs> than that. But at the same time, it is frustrating when those... Uh, when those legacy issues do pop up year after year, especially when they've been fixed in a patch. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Fingers crossed it hasn't, it, it doesn't come back. Uh, in the neighborhood, fixed a case where the megaphone would not function as expected on occasion. I think the megaphone is uh, several thousand VC. Um, what a waste of money, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I think, it was, I think it was either 50 or 200,000 VC. I cannot remember, so I don't... Yeah, don't don't quote me exactly, but that was that's the number I got off the top of my head, and... Yeah, that sort of seems like a waste of money. You know, I can't get down too down on people for messing around with their players in, in the neighborhood because I do, after I finished, basically when I maxed out my player at 90 overall and had VC to burn between the next cap breaker, I did get some clothes for my player. I started actually buying things so that I wouldn't have to wear things that I'd want off the wheel, basically. <laughs> so You mean you succumbed to the Barbie game? I did succumb to the Barbie game. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you can say this is not a Barbie game all you like, but it's a fantastic range of clothing in that uh, store right there, Ben, <laughs> in the NBA store. All, all the VC I could spend. But my, my point is, I mean, I'm, I'm still throwing up whether I, I actually have over 100,000 VC at the moment. So I'm still tossing up whether I actually want to spend it on a bike to basically just to get the trophy yeah. <laughs> and, and to just ride it around and be silly with it. But I feel like if I want to save it up a little bit more because I might use that for some boxes of... Uh, I'm waiting for the Bulls retro packs to come through in my team. I'd rather yep. spend the VC on that. So I'll just let the VC continue to build up for the moment. So, But I do understand getting cosmetic items is what I'm saying. But in, in any case, that has been fixed. So thumbs up, hooray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> More importantly, in my GM and my league, point guard position is now once again visible within the system proficiency menu and also addressed a hang that would occur when completing the road to the number one pick playoff tournament. That's the uh, the lottery pick tournament that you can choose when the when you have the custom rules in my GM and my league. Uh, win the league at exactly 31 or 35 teams. Existing saves, that were st- existing saves that were stuck will now be able to continue forward. Very important fix there, obviously. 
yep. with uh, technical things. So uh, once again, I am glad that they're pushing through uh, fixes for those issues and making some gameplay tweaks. We'll see how they turn out. Uh, 2K has also been really good with content updates this year for, for my team. I really like what they've done with the locker codes. They've actually added locker codes that aren't gone in uh, gone in 60 seconds um, <laughs> or, uh, or less, usually. Uh, I think they've handled it very well this year. As much as the game is still a gouge, you know, I think there are things they could do to make it less of a grind with my career, certainly at the start, and uh, matchmaking for online and things like that. Yeah, I, I do have to commend 2K for the post-release support in that respect and also for the content updates. Yeah, I mean, we've, we have back, you know, that some of the, the patches and stuff have been kind of stale, um, or even just, uh, well, actually, even Agent, you know, he's uh, was very vocal about how, with 2K18, how very stale the, the whole neighborhood was. Um, so, yeah, they've obviously tried to address it and try to do like what Fortnite does with its with its seasons and stuff like that and how there's constantly a lot of changes and adaptions and, and all that stuff to it. So I think that has, you know, helped make the game feel a little bit more fresher in terms of it and gives people a reason to play. Um, uh, and, you know, obviously a reason to buy more VC or... Well, for sure. And, <laughs> and, and the other thing that pushes the VC sales, of course, is that some things are limited quantity, some of the yep. weekly items... I'm not the biggest fan of items that disappear uh, that once they're added to the game, and, and certainly the whole limited uh, limited quantity of a digital item in a video game that it could sell out. It just, <laughs> I mean, that that is definitely a push to get you yeah. to buy the VC <laughs> so that you can get it as soon as possible. And if you don't have the VC, to spend money on the VC to get it as soon as possible. So th- that that's definitely not something I'm in favor of. Other than that, I do I'm, I'm fine with the content though. I do actually like what they've done with the neighborhood this year, the way they've made it into a square. Because last year, if you wanted to play the playground, having to run all the way around the neighborhood, you know, to, oh yeah, that was just that was just poor design. Considering that it's the, one of the most popular online modes in the game, it was a very strange idea to have people run that way. I think it's done a lot better this year that you load straight in there. You can, it's just there in the center. You can just run around the square to get to all the all the shops, or cut across the park, cut across the playground. Definitely a much better idea. And actually some cool things in the neighborhood. I did my Friday Five on five cool details in the neighborhood, Ben. Uh, did you know that the this year in 2K19, the statue changes depending on some of the events? I did notice that. Uh, I think in some of the videos and stuff I have seen. Um, yeah, which is good. So the, it's not always just the Iverson statue. Yes, when it has the free throw tournament, it actually changes to a player taking a shot, a generic player taking a shot, which I just noticed. I mean, it's just a little detail, but it's things like that. I wouldn't mind if the statue changed to other things as well. I'm not, I'm not sure how, how many events change it. I know some events remove the statue because they need the space to, put, to set up all the equipment. Um, but And that's the other thing. The, the, the events in the neighborhood are actually quite fun. Uh, they, they had the mini basketball the other night. They had a whole yeah. bunch of games, the, the, the mini basketball, which I've unlocked for my court since I'm at the 90 overall now. But they actually had had it set up in the in the park, in the playground that you could go and play. And if you got the top score, you'd get the prizes and everything in the extra VC. Uh, supposedly everyone who competed got at least 2,000, but mine didn't come through on PC or PS4. So who knows what's happening with that. But it is what it is, I suppose. But even things like that, much like NBA Live's live events, do make you want to log in regular times during the week and fire up the game and not just play the modes as is, but also that extra content, that that daily fresh content. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it was like it was like the live events and stuff in life. You know, you could you log in, you'd sort of see if any of the items were worth you know participating in that mode for that night. If not, you know, you could play a different mode or a different game and stuff like that. So yeah, I think you know things like that do help with uh, engaging interest in keeping it. Uh, keeping the game, yeah, like I said, fresh, fresh daily, like like the old Live 09 slogan, which that's, was... That's right, yeah. Which, I, I, I do like the promotion they did with that. Remember on the official site, they actually had, like, the, the, the supermarket set up, and every yeah. day they added something new that was... Uh, they had the NBA Live 09 screensaver and things like that. So that, was, yeah. that was pretty cool that they were doing things like that. Good promotion for the whole Made Fresh Daily concept, obviously. Uh, definitely important, like you say, gives you incentive to to fire up the game and see if it is something that interests you, if you're interested in the content, um, even if you don't just, play. Yeah, just, just that, you, that you have that awareness of the brand and the game yeah. and the interest. That was probably really our first forte into games as a service, wasn't it? That kind of thing. Probably. That, that was so, probably our introduction to it in, in the basketball gaming thing. It's definitely one of the early daily updates with the rosters and everything and the DNA yeah. updates. Which I think live really could stand to do as well. Once again, yeah, um, I, I think, and certainly having the things like live season and dynamic season were really good uses of the synergy. The fact that it hasn't been in the last couple of years, I'm guessing maybe the synergy contracts expired. Maybe because I, I haven't seen them tout the, the partnership with synergy recently. Yeah, which is disappointing given how lucrative that would have been. Given given how useful it would be, especially for the sim side of things. Yeah, and I remember Two K had a they had a one with Stats dot com for a while there for a couple of years, as well. So both companies reached out and tried to do that. It would definitely be, a, I think, to either companies or both companies' advantage if they could get a similar thing going for that uh, analytics data, especially considering how big analytics are in today's NBA. Oh yeah, it's sort of really I can tough. just I can just see Leo just banging his head, just hearing <laughs> that, hearing that, saying that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm the biggest fan of it, but it is the reality of the situation. So yeah. <laughs> it is it is what it is. So 2K continues, continues to receive updates, as does live content updates and the occasional title fix as well. Guessing that'll probably wrap up in the next couple of months. Of course, the All-Star, new All-Star art has to come through, so that'll be coming through, I guess, in the next couple of weeks in both games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely probably by... I'd, have, I'd definitely have to say by the end of this week. Oh, by, by the end of the recording, I suppose. That's usually the way it goes. <laughs> Sunday night usually usually not so much but you never know so we will return to that with impressions in the near future but yeah for the moment you can check out the NLSC of course for more details on all the latest updates and have your say in the forum before we move on to some NBA talk this week just want to highlight some recent mod releases Uh, Ben I showed you the 1992 season mod for NBA 2K19 PC that uh, was released by Stildo33 uh, very recently, that's currently in version 1.1. Very comprehensive mod. It's got obviously the rosters, but also a lot of retro art for every team and a lot of throwback faces for players. They've actually gone to the trouble. There's a lot of contributors to it. Have put faces together that are actually, if, if players need, uh, need hair, for example, like a, a Glenn Rice, for example, the face that's in the game is his uh, bald look from later in the 90s. So from early in the 90s, it's got his. Uh, is uh, fade basically a lot of retro faces there and even retro shoes a lot of detail has gone into the signature animations and everything else about the rosters uh yeah really solid project yeah i saw a few screenshots in that for it looks like it's coming along really well so yeah it's good to see that effort going into it and there is actually a 1993 season mod in production at the moment it's 
being I think it's in the planning stages and the early development stages, moving on from of course from the ninety two season mod. So you can check the two uh, K nineteen releases and uh, actually sorry, it's just the two K nineteen modding section now in the forum for the download links, etc. I will have a bulletin about that out later in the week. Trying to spotlight a few more of our mod releases on the main page as well, outside of the file editions bulletins, of course. Uh, 2K11, Ben, is obviously a popular game in uh, the 2K series, still held, held in very high regard. A lot of people still feel it's the best 2K game ever. Uh, Snoop Dogg's song on, uh, on the soundtrack actually talk, calls it the best game ever made, so <laughs> a lot of people still swearing by those lyrics. Um, it is definitely a fantastic game. I'm looking to make my own uh, mod for that game in the near future. I'll have more details when I can make some more progress and give people an update. In the meantime, though, DeCrispy has released the College Hoops 2K mod for NBA 2K11 PC, Ben. Now, this adds uh, over 40 colleges and junior colleges to the game, replacing the NBA teams, of course, uh, accurate courts, accurate jerseys, but it actually uses fictional rosters, much like the actual College Hoops games, so that the rosters are evergreen, so they'll never be out of date. Oh, excellent. So I think that's an interesting way of doing it. I mean, I know a lot of people want to have the accurate college rosters, and I suppose you could go through and rename them, especially now that Red MC and Red Edge 2 are actually free. So if you want to edit that for your own purposes, for your own usage, you could certainly do that. But I think it's a good idea to actually have those fictional players. It, it yeah, basically recreates the College Hoops series with 2K11 PC. Yeah. I mean, even if you go into like a dynasty in what was like NCAA basketball 10 and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. after a couple of years, you know, you'd, you'd have all generic players in that. So, yeah. And of course the uh, UR basketball mod for 2K14 and 2K13 have been updated recently. You can check them out in the download section. And of course in the 2K14 and 2K13 modding, they've got up to date season rosters and, uh, 2019 season rush, I should say, multiple seasons, and they've got a lot of retro content, obviously. A lot of work's been going to some of the other retro seasons as of late. These have got new all-star uh, artwork as well. So definitely check that up to keep you, check those out, I should say, to keep the all games up to date, 2K14, 2K13. Yeah, a lot of people still modding and playing those games from last gen, Ben. Uh, I think, obviously, having not having some of the tools on the current generation really, um, really puts a... A limit on some of the things that we can do with modding though obviously there has been great things done with the 92 season mod that that's, we just mentioned um, mm. but yeah a, a lot of people do like to mod those old favorites and, and some people still prefer that old style over, over the last few releases from 2k and yeah I, I can I can understand it yeah I I think you know that was probably more the strength like in the strength in that era in terms of you know when the, it was more about the actual gameplay and stuff as opposed to microtransaction element so i think yeah i can understand that and you know the similar thing with live you know some some you know some of the older games are a little bit more easier to patch than the old than the more recent ones like live 07 and 08 weren't as quite as easy as like say for instance live 03 to even live 06 so Hmm. yeah well with with not not being able to support the double res patches was a big thing yeah oh yeah that was Especially me being very particular and and fuzzy with the resolution factor, and the, the the you know when you're trying to patch something that looks high quality, but in the end you can't really showcase it off, so it kind of made it made it a pointless exercise with the jersey textures oh, and stuff. I, so. Yeah, it is, and especially after doing it with O six. 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was like a big step backwards. To, to lose that functionality, of course. Um, still looking to do some work for live myself, but I'd really love to see, of course, live return to PC. I mean, how big would that be for our community, both uh, gaming, that, gaming and modding? That would just be fantastic. Just to have both games on PC. Yeah. You know, something we've never had before. Yeah, like, that's, that's in, right. In the same year. Yeah, because Two K Nine came out as Live Nine was announced as a col- as a console exclusive. Yeah, well, almost at a college exclusive then. So <laughs> it, was, it was not a college exclusive. Uh, people of all ages played NBA Live Nine, as a, a matter of fact, <laughs> but uh, was was sold beyond colleges as well. Uh, yeah, no, I'd love to see it. I, I'm not that confident of seeing it in Live Twenty, but maybe Live Twenty One. I mean, I, if I'd love to be wrong, I'd certainly will be will be putting that in the wish list. Please bring it to PC. Not sure if it's going to happen just yet, though. Yeah, I think it probably makes more sense when the next generation consoles have come out. Mm, could be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they'll have. Um, yeah, that sort of time element to, I guess, build the resources and the, the engine, and or you know, if, if Frostbrite's going to get an update for next gen and all that stuff. Absolutely, and and so, yeah. getting the game to Frostbite does still seem to be something that a lot of people are are interested in seeing happening and, and feel that it needs to be what needs to happen. I mean, I think Live 19 has shown that there's still a little bit of life in Ignite, that, or that it's better than we thought it could perhaps be for NBA Live at least, but I think Frostbite seems to be the way to go in the future. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think I think we'll definitely see a, a, an upgrade for it in, in the coming generation and that for when the new ones come out. So it, it makes sense. Like they, they did it with it was um when we went from PS3 to PS4 era so yeah yeah i mean we'll, we'll see it and as far as modding goes i guess we'll just have to figure it out when it comes if and when it happens and hopefully we'll be able to collaborate with other communities like Madden of course obviously have it back on PC this year so if they've developed tools then i guess maybe we'll, if it's the same format we might better be able to borrow tools from them so that's that's how it was back in the past if you remember that a lot of tools yeah. were made originally for FIFA or or the NHL series even, when it was on PC. So we were able to share that. And of course, of course, the guys that founded our site, Tim Lutz and Brian, did make a lot of the tools that we used as well, but we were able to, to share those resources with the other EA modding communities. Actually, that's one thing we should... Just thinking we should check. Is the Madden title this year uh, patchable on PC? Do we know that? I, I know people were looking into it, but I haven't really... Obviously, I, I didn't play Madden, so I haven't really looked into it since then, but yeah. I, I'm guessing that it's... Probably something got, they're working on. I mean, I've got a copy of Madden on PS4, but obviously I haven't got the PC version, so... Well, hmm. I'll have to look into that to see what, what the yeah. they've had, because well, that is the other thing. If it, even if it comes to PC, there is no guarantee that it's moddable, so that's the other thing to ask for in the wish list, probably, to, to yeah. say, uh, yes, we'd, we'd also like the PC version to be moddable. That's what we love about the PC version, actually. It's kind of the reason uh, to play on and- PC, if nothing else. And given what Conan Dugan said a few months back, you know he, how he said he'd like to get. Oh, it was it yeah. was Conan. It was Conan. It, it was it was Conan, yeah. and it, it was great to actually hear, you know, a, a developer and such a key developer on the on their live team actually mention mods. That was I think we yeah. all we all got a thrill out of that hearing that. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. So yeah, fingers fingers crossed. Then yeah, yeah it might might be something we have to look into this week and sort of seeing about the banner community PC community see if that. It see, is. Yeah, see what's happened. I haven't been keeping tabs on it, but it, that that would be good to know. 
But in the meantime, you can check out all the 2K modding releases as well as the older releases for NBA Live. Um, Murat has actually been putting out some really great court updates, uh, 2018 season or, uh, 2019, I think definitely as of last season, uh, court updates for Live 2004, which look pretty awesome, Ben. I'll have to send you the link for that as well. Uh, yeah, so definitely keep it locked to our modding community because they continue to do great things and... You and I, Ben, we've we've been there before. We've we've done a yeah. couple of good we've done a couple of good things here and here and there over the years. I think, oh, yeah. I'd like to think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we've we've established ourselves. We've done our time. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> we've been in the trenches. Oh yeah. So that's pretty much all we have for basketball gaming this week. Thought we'd talk a little bit about some NBA news because there is some big news going around at the moment. First things first, I think, Ben, the All Star Weekend, as we said, coming up not next week, but the week after next week is the the draft where lebron and Giannis will be picking their teams out of the players that have been selected already we do have the east and west all-stars initially selected and they will be they will be put into the pool and of course uh, yeah as i said lebron and Giannis will be able to select them in the east the starters are kemba walker Kyrie irving Kawhi leonard Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course and joel Embiid. um no real surprises there, Ben. I guess Kemba, no. Walker, Kemba Walker maybe, but he has been having a pretty good season. And since they took away the since uh, the fan vote only counts for fifty percent now, I, I guess that's that's where Kemba Walker comes in. That the, his peers and uh, coaches have, have picked him. Sorry, the, the media, the media and and, uh, and players oh, yeah. have, uh, have picked him. Yeah, you know, it would have been weighed otherwise. I think, given the results, it you know from what the fans had voted was Wade had a pretty good. Uh, yeah, he was definitely second in the backcourt. So, but um, but no, Kemper Kemper definitely deserves to be an All Star. He, you know, he's been fantastic in the last couple of years and that. So it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I was a bit devastated that Wade didn't make it at the t- at the time. So we'll uh, we will come back to Wade, obviously. Um, yeah. With uh, obviously Leonard is making his first appearance for the East, although it doesn't really matter with the way there's no designation in the game itself, but it's the first time as selected as a member of the East under the new format. Uh, bench includes Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, uh, who was injured, of course. He has been replaced by D'Angelo Russell, who is, will be making his first appearance. Uh, Chris Middleton of the Bucks making his first appearance, Ben. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise one. Same as Lowry. And uh, Bradley Beal of the Wizards, uh, Ben Simmons of the 76ers is making his first appearance. A lot of people felt that he could have made it last year. Uh, they're noting that he is the first Australian-born and raised player because Kyrie Irving, of course, is Australian-born, but dual citizenship yep. and um, is uh, is an American citizen. He plays for the U.S. team. So uh, Ben Simmons plays for uh, the Boomers, so he is... I guess our first legitimate Australian all-star that we can properly claim somebody yep. who's, who identifies as an Australian primarily and, uh, and represents us in international competition. So that's really cool to see, obviously. And once again, yeah. uh, Newcastle basketball, because I live in Newcastle, uh, has been celebrating it because he, his first uh, organized basketball was played here. In fact, uh, was coached at one point by someone I went to high school with, certainly the best player that I ever played against. Um, yeah, had a pretty good. So I would say has a pretty good coach uh, there. Shout out to you, Dean, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, obviously great to see. Even with that, and just the simple fact that we've got an Aussie in the game, it, it finally is uh, really cool. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I think well deserved. You know, he, I mean, he's put up what twenty something, twenty or twenty one triple doubles in his career. He's already had at least eight, maybe nine this year. I'm trying to remember if yeah, if no, he's he- had one the last week. So. 
still, uh, still not much of an outside shot, but <laughs> that being said, he's he's definitely effective with what he yeah, does. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, the, the fact that he can get to the to lane, and you know, that will add an entertainment value in that sense instead of it relying being relying him being relying on a three point shot, which will get boring. So we'll actually have someone that actually. Well, actually, Just focuses going into the basket or going to the into the key instead of someone attempting uh, actual dunks in the game. Yes, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's averaging seventeen points, uh, eight assists, and nine nine and a half rebounds to give or take on the year, uh, shooting almost fifty eight percent from the field. Um, unfortunately, so he's pretty efficient in, well, in that sense. Free throws are <laughs> his free throw percentage is only slightly higher than his field goal percentage, which isn't the best news. Yeah. Um, but that, that's also going to have to come. But he, once he develops that shooting touch, he will obviously be a much better scorer, much more effective player overall. But he's already a, a tremendous talent, and yeah, really cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Rounding out the team, we have Blake Griffin making an appearance for the Pistons. I guess that would be his first appearance for the for the East. He was he was traded, uh, he was traded yeah. last year, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, Nikola Vujicic from the Magic also making his first appearance, and uh, I suppose we'll get to the, sp- the special roster edition in a sec. Uh, out west, not a lot of surprises. Uh, LeBron, of course, got the, the top vote getter. Um, he was the the captain, joined in the front court by Paul George and Kevin Durant. Back court is uh, Stephen Curry and James Harden. No real surprises there, but I guess the player who really got screwed over here is uh, Luka Doncic. Oh, for sure. You know, he was fifth in fan voting and had well over three million. So, really disappointed in that. And yeah, even even like with D Rose, I think he's had a good enough season. And yeah, I, I'd consider it like the Grant Hill situation in that sort of sense. Absolutely. I mean, Derek Rose is having a fine season, possible six man of the year when it's all said and done. If he uh, continues to contribute yeah. and stays healthy, uh, actually, John- it's it. He could be like I think the first player. To, to go from winning an MVP to winning six man, he'd be the first to win both. Yeah, either way, go yeah. either way, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I think it wouldn't have been. I had no problem with it. It's who the fans wanted to see. I think he's having a strong year. Doncic, I do think, really has been screwed over by that. Uh, he's oh, a- yeah. averaging just under twenty-one, seven rebounds a game, five assists per game. They put up the graphic the other day on social media. The only pl- other players to average. Uh, 20, at least 20 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists in NBA history. Michael Jordan, Oscar Robertson, and now Luka Doncic. Uh, that's pretty good company to be in, <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, playing, for, playing for the Mavericks. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he got screwed. Most votes ever to not get into the game. So he's got that record now, but that's no, I think he definitely should have been there. It's uh, it, it just hasn't seemed to be getting the respect, which is a real shame. He's, I think, far and away the Rookie of the Year, if nothing else. Oh, he's he's run away with it. Like it's it's not even close. I mean, Trey Young will probably get second, but that's because you know he's playing for Atlanta, really, <laughs> and there's nothing else in, in Atlanta. DeAndre, so DeAndre is is doing all right in Phoenix as well, but really, it really it's Doncic's award to lose, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably one of the most round, well-rounded playing rookies we've we've seen in. A long time, you know. He he's, can play defense. He can, you know, be a playmaker. He can be a scorer. Clutch. He's hitting some yeah. clutch shots. You know. He's... Oh yeah, yeah. He he, and he's not like I don't want to say like cocky, confident, but you know he he's got he, he's got some swagger. 
yeah, he, you know, he's he's confident in his ability. Are, are you saying that he's Swaggy D, not Swaggy B? <laughs> swaggy G, the, the baby goat. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, the the fact that yeah, the numbers that he's he's putting up, you know, he's, uh, he's only teenager good... to get two triple doubles. And I yeah. would have thought I would have thought LeBron did. I, and I, I didn't. I, yeah, I was sure LeBron had, but clearly my uh, I was misremembering. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought LeBron would have had at least one or two in his first year alone. So, um, out of curiosity, oh, we haven't gone through the rest of the list yet, have we? So, so well, well yep, save it. We'll we'll, uh, we'll come back yep. to it for yep. sure. Uh, reserves on the West: Russell Westbrook, uh, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis. Uh, although who knows where he'll be at the end of the season? But currently, rep- <laughs> currently representing the Pelicans, of course. The the Trade deadline is before the All Star weekend now, so there'll be no more Demarcus Cousins issues where you traded during the game, which yeah. was a couple of years ago. That was quite unfortunate. Demarcus uh, Aldridge, uh, Nikola Jokic making his first appearance, very well deserved for the Nuggets, who are top in the West still. Yeah, Carl uh, Anthony Towns is the Timberwolves representative rather than Rose, putting up some pretty good numbers, so can't really complain about that, I suppose. And yeah, that, those are the uh, the reserves that were picked by the by the coaches. All in all, yeah, I don't really have too many uh, complaints about that. And Lillard actually got in this year without having to be a replacement. So yeah, <laughs> fi- Lillard, but, fi- Lillard finally got some damn respect. <laughs> about damn time. About dame time. About dame time. Yeah, dame time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the question I was going to ask, given how Luca was sort of screwed over, who who do you think, like, if you had the power, who would you switch him out like? Like take out to put him in if you had that obviously. Yeah, um, probably Aldridge. Like which may sound like it's not really giving him Aldridge that much credit, but I, I don't think this has been that much of a standout year for 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 him. I'll just have to double check his his stats because he might be having a career year and I've just it's been flying under the radar. Uh less points than last year. About average for his career actually, so I don't think it necessarily would have been inappropriate to have Doncic over Aldridge, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll say Aldridge. Okay, um, my vote, James Harden. You can take Harden out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that. I mean, I can see why you do it. It'd just be hard to yeah. mind, maybe justify that one. So. Well, it, it, from memory of the fan voting, he wasn't even. Well, in well top you know, three. Yeah, I, 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 he, I, he wasn't I, even a top three. Yeah, that's, so. that's, that's true. You know, by fan vote. Yep, you are yeah. right. But so, he, but, yeah, but he, yeah. he he would be there. But the coaches would pick him, though, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, for, for me, yeah, I, I think given the way Harden's sort of ruining the game at the moment, I, with the like the traveling oh, yeah, oh, and you, flopping you, and you, you just this, this is the this yeah. is the greatest scoring streak in the history of the league <laughs> because, because Michael Jordan never existed, Wilt Chamberlain never existed, apparently. Oh, that's right, plumbers and dentists, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, it's, I, it's funny because sometimes I watch games these days and it's like pulling teeth. You want to talk about dentistry? Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd take Aldridge out. Um, no disrespect to him, but I think that uh, Donich has been more impressive as a rookie. I think Aldridge stats are fine, but they're not really that much better than last year or most of his career. So I, I think as far as giving the nod, Donich is having a more uh, it's it's a standout as a rookie for what he's doing basically. Yeah. Although it should be noted, LeBron got the snubbed in, in his rookie year, so it That's happens. True. It does happen. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, make the point that we felt Simmons got snubbed last year. Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes it happens with rookies, if nothing else. 
So there were a couple of players, uh, one of which uh, was high up in the voting, as we noted, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, both players in their final years of their career, which another we talked about at the top of the show, things that make us feel old. How about that, Ben? <laughs> Wade and, <laughs> and Dirk being at the end of their career and Dirk playing 21 years in the league. Um, they have been named to the West and East, respectively. Dirk in the West, uh, Wade in the East. For uh, They've been named as special roster additions, basically to celebrate their last year in the league. People have mixed feelings, Ben, on this, obviously. Uh, Wade is basically the sixth man for the Heat now. He's averaging about 13.5, 14 points a game. Uh, Dirk is probably the more controversial selection as he's really just coming off the bench most, you know, rarely coming off the bench that these days, uh, averaging about four points a game. Uh, some people are saying that it's just a ridiculous mockery of the All-Star concept. Uh, others pointing out that it is a a lifetime achievement award. People not necessarily happy with happy with that, looking at it as a, a whole participation trophy, things like that. Um <laughs> People saying that it's a nice gesture for their retirement to send off. They haven't replaced anyone on the team. They've just been added so that they can appear in one last game. Uh, where do you stand on it? Well, it's actually interesting. Like I was uh, on Friday. I was I was actually down in Melbourne uh, in the CBD, and, that, and there's a store called Kicks 101 there. And you know they have it's obviously like a, a footlocker in a lot of ways, but just purely dedicated to basketball. And they have like the TV up with some of the live games going on and the staff and I were actually discussing, you know, aside from the trade, which just happened and that, uh, you know, the, cause the reserves were just announced as well on that day. So it was, yeah, discussing the, the results from that. And we actually did this, you know, talk about what actually just happened where the NBA stepped in and, uh, put Dirk and Wade into it. So we, they actually kind of, Taken, taken our idea that we had suggested in that, and one of the guys I had met from the store, you know, I actually just messaged him on Facebook yesterday after I'd saw it happen and said, "Hey, they they took our idea." Our idea. <laughs> so I, I think, I mean, I, I wanted Wade in anyway because I felt like he's had a, a good season, and you know, it was going to be his last one. And given, fan you vote. know, he, yeah, he had the fan, he had the fan vote element to it. So, you know, I, I was all in for in favor of it and so for me yeah, anyway for way to get in i was happy but i think yeah I, I think this isn't like a bad thing at all i think that definitely there's some players that have earned the right to like mm-hmm. an all-star farewell i think that's fair um and obviously these guys have attended 13 and 14 all-star games so you know it's not like it's one or two kind of thing and you know they've forgotten players, and these guys have also won championships and stuff. So, sure. I'm I'm for it. I can even see players like Vince Carter, you know, in his final, given that he he was such an exciting player during these type of games. So, there's that sort of, I, I don't know, yeah, you know, probably not nostalgia, yeah, but yeah, you know that sort of. Yeah, if if anyone else does get injured, you know, hopefully, you know, not to wish injury on, any, on anyone, but if somebody else does get scratched from the game, I wouldn't be opposed to Vince being in there just for some, one last hour as well and some highlights. You know, that's yeah. I mean, he he did the nice gesture in Jordan's final. That's one of Jordan's finals. It, it took him a while to actually do it. It looked like he wasn't yeah. trying to caught him some heat early on in his career, but uh, which is yeah. prob- probably 
un- unjust looking back at it. But if I was a Michael Jordan fan, still am, and at the time, yeah. I, at the time, I thought, "What are you doing? It's it's Michael Jordan. Step aside." Uh, yeah, as, it was mainly because he'd had a bit of injury problem that year, wasn't it? That was that, more probably the the controversy of like, did he really earn a spot? That that too, and the fact that uh, they they changed the ballot that Jordan was listed as a forward instead of a guard, as in previous yeah. years. So there was a whole thing there. Uh, but you look at you look back at this, and, and I agree. Uh, I understand that why people are saying, "Oh, it's ridiculous to give them the extra selection and and pop them in the game," especially when Dirk is is averaging the four. But I think there is room for sentiment in sports, and I remember talking about this a couple of shows ago when we were talking about the voting and Wade yeah. being in there. Uh, there is room for farewell tours. There is, and they haven't replaced anyone. They've just been added to the team. Kind of a shame that Doncic isn't there. He's really, I guess, the only real big snub now. Him, him, and Rose, arguably. I, th- I think it's fine. I think it's it's a nice gesture for them to do it. It's uh, in Dirk's case, it maybe even rights are wrong in so much as I was looking back through his uh, career stats and noticed that he wasn't a an All Star in two thousand one, and he had a much better year than Vlade Divac that year, who was an All Star. It's just that the Kings happened to be winning more games than the Mavericks that year. True, um, but the All Star game is about individual brilliance and individual stars. And Divac, while he was a fine centre for many years, did have an inferior season that year to Dirk. That was kind of Dirk's breakout season, two thousand one. Mm. Um, with uh, and the Mavericks were a couple of years away from really starting to be a power and a playoff team in the West, but he was starting to break out along with Steve Nash there. So he missed that one. So this extra selection here kind of makes up for a snub earlier in his career, frankly. True. So I, I'm fine with it. Uh, maybe it's because the All Star Game has lost some of its luster that I'm not getting to be too precious about it but but even applying the old standards you know I, I think back to when Magic Johnson was voted in 92 because he was on the ballot but of course he retired uh, he started in the game he didn't even play that year you know and, yeah. and, and we thought that was fine and and, and that was a, a great send-off for him of course he did come back in 96 uh, about uh, about this time in 96 actually he came back yeah. late, late January was January early February uh, I, that was fine uh, Michael Jordan, of course, getting the start. Vince Carter stepping aside. Doug Collins stepping aside in 1978, I think it was, to let uh, John Havlicek start. Th- these things, it's just respect. It's about respect and tradition. And yeah. my, my grumpy old man says, and people these days talking about old heads and how the old days were trash and plumbers and dentists and everything, you know, it, it kind of let, let's let's me get on my soapbox and say that there isn't that respect for history and tradition anymore. Maybe that's true. And I don't think it's stressed enough by a lot of the talking heads who are really feeding into that narrative of yesterday was trash, today it's, it's the best we've ever seen. Eh. All I have to say to that is Windows 8.1. Uh, newer, newer is not always better. But I think it's fine. I, I like it. Um, I understand the, I understand how it looks to people. I understand people's objections. I get it. I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel that it does feel kind of weird that Dirk's an all-star with averaging four points a game, playing 10 minutes off the bench. <laughs> you know, that part of it is not a good look. But the the big picture, the context of it, he's in his final year, 21 years with the same team. That's a record. That's beating Kobe's record with the Lakers. Uh, what he's meant to the league. He's been such a class act, a fantastic player. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's uh, Let them have their moment. Let them ha- get out there and have a bit of a run, a bit of a celebration at halftime, maybe. I'm... <sighs> You know, people talk about, oh, don't take it too ser- so seriously, the All-Star game. And then something like this happens and they're up in arms about it. It's like, well, okay, you can't, <laughs> you can't pick and choose what you want to take seriously now. Yeah, so. you, you can't lose your shit over that. <laughs> yeah. So 
I, 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 I'm, I'm just good. thinking too. Like, in some cases with some also games, some players don't really want to play too many minutes because you know they want to try and use the time more for rest. Oh, so sure. you, you've seen instances where, yeah, some players might only play like five or maybe ten minutes at best. Yeah, Carmelone at most. Oh, I mean, Carmelone was notoriously grumpy anyway, but yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, I think he actually managed to even finagle his way out of playing one year because he had a last-minute engagement. I think it was 2002, so he actually ended up didn't... The West only had 11 players suit up that year. Mm-hmm. So it's... If people want to play, if they're willing to to, to, to go there and have that last hurrah, yeah, good on them. Uh, it's, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be fun. Our, our, literally, will be our last chance to see them in the All-Star game. Yeah, and, you know, both of these players have been good role models and, you know, and, you know, we've seen in some of the respect that they're getting from the fans. Like, even... For instance, uh, instance uh, the other the other day when the Mavericks played the Celtics, you know, yes, it was the dying seconds of the game and that, or even dying minute of the game. You know, the Celtics fans were cheering for Dirk to hit a three. Unfortunately, sure. he missed the two attempts. But you know, there's that respect for the players. So uh, yeah, I, I think, and a similar thing with Wade. You know, he's been given respect even in places where he's played and had. You know, it was Some bad blood. Boot. You know, yeah. yeah, they've they've shown respect, and it showed in the fan voting as well with the results that we saw. Even though the media and player votes was kind of overrid that, and and I, I still blame all the all the trolls who who voted for Zaza Pachulia a couple of years ago. Like, oh. <laughs> like the, the system was working okay, maybe give or take a selection or two each year until then, and then they just had to go and ruin the system by proving how broken it could be. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for everyone who took it seriously, so who didn't take it seriously enough, I should say, and allow them to implement this new format. I'm still not big on the whole uh, custom teams, for, for lack of a better term, for the squads. You know, Team LeBron, Team Giannis. Yeah, uh, I, I still think, especially looking at the teams this year, I don't think there's any reason you can't do East and West. Like that's pretty evenly distributed uh, with the talent. Although I think. From what I've seen, the comments are that the East is going to get smashed. That's that's, that's the sentiment that, from what I've read, with a lot of comments online. Uh, we'll see. Now they got the West have got some shooters, but then you've also got some bricklayers in, in Westbrook as well. So yeah. <laughs> Westbrook goes for triple double, which we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to tune in. I hope it's an all, a pretty good All Star game this year, and certainly with the, with uh, Dirk and Wade making their last appearances, uh, I, th- I feel like I got to watch that. Yeah, and for me, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I'll be watching. And given uh, the halftime entertainment was announced as well, I was like, yes, so I'm all in for that. Uh, the, so. the, it is unfortunate, of course, Oladipo suffering that terrible knee injury. Um, yeah, not not just for the All Star game, but obviously the Pacers are moving forward. Uh, we, we've just seen so many knee injuries and, and bad injuries over the past couple of years, and play and careers derailed or ended prematurely, whatever from from injuries. You hate to see it happen, especially as he's coming into his own as a star in the league. Uh, very, very unfortunate there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, hopefully he, he has a good comeback year and all that stuff when he, when he does come back, mm. which probably... Could, do you could, think they'll they'll give him a, a, like, essentially a year and a half to recover or, like, essentially, tw- like, the 12 months? And I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's, hard, to, it's hard to say. Uh, obviously, it took Rose the full year and then he came back and had you know terrible luck with recurring injuries since then and, uh, another player who is recovering from any injury who we're about to, to talk about and who was an all-star last year of course uh Christoph Porzingis 
yeah. he's uh, still on the shelf uh, and not expected to play this year at all. And the big news there, of course, is he's just been traded from the Knicks to the Mavericks. Uh, was not expecting the Knicks to trade uh, Pozingod at all. <laughs> that was, uh, all right. but he's obviously reportedly, uh, I should say, not wasn't happy there. Um, not not happy with the franchise. Not happy with the direction. Not trusting. Not trusting the process. I guess <laughs> in in, the, in New York, and and apparently indicated that he wanted out. They accommodated him, trading him to the Mavericks. So the deal is basically, um, yeah. They, it all looks as though it occurred within an hour. But I think the conversations were happening at least the night before because they they played the two teams played each other the night before, and given the way some of the players were sort of communicating with each other post-game, and that was like, yeah, something's on here. But uh, so traded by the Knicks to the Mavericks, along with Trey Burke, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee for DeAndre Jordan, who signed with the uh, Mavericks this past offseason, Wesley Matthews, and Dennis Smith Jr., uh, along with a 2021 first-round pick and a 2023 first-round pick, both of which are top 10 protected. Um... It's moved some players to New York that were trying to freeze out Luka Doncic. So yep. the Mavericks, in that respect, have uh, cleared out what may be some <laughs> players who are not uh, conducive to the rebuilding process and not getting along with the star rookie. Um, so that's probably a good move on their part. If Porzingis is healthy moving forward, it's a fantastic get for the Mavericks, what, what Porzingis and uh, Doncic could be together. Is uh, could be oh, yeah. a, a, the new you know they're putting up all the graphics you know the the new Steve Nash and uh, Dirk Nowitzki there, um, I, I, yeah obviously a, a big get for the for the Mavericks depending on how he comes back from the knee injury. Yeah, I I, I think that's the the big gamble of it. Like if Bazingas has an injury play career, then then definitely the Knicks kind of got the better deal of that. But if if he you know, if this is just a one-off injury and he's actually able to cover and at least play, like, we'll say at least 76 games a season because his time there, then I think I think uh, the Mavericks would get the better deal out of that sense. The big thing for the, the Knicks is that it's they've potentially cleared over $70 million in the yes. cap space. This, just under uh, $75 million US for yeah, yeah, this off-season. So that that's enough for two max slots, basically two max players they could potentially get, uh, including a Kyrie Irving possibly, and, and KD. If they were to get Durant and uh, an Irving, that would, I think that would outweigh losing Pazingas, especially with the questions over the uh, of the injured knee and the, and the fact that he isn't playing the rest of this year. Um, they're also also getting those two first round picks is is big. Uh, if they win the lottery, they could get Zion Williamson. So. Things could really work out for the Knicks too. It could turn out to be a win-win in the, in the long run for both teams. Yeah, I. Mean, but I suppose with the whole Katie and Kyrie thing is what if? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, given the, how sort of self-destructive and uh, that the Knicks have been in, in the last ten, twelve years, it's you know, it's been a deterrent for a lot of. Great players oh, potentially going yeah, there. So, there's no guarantees with free agency. We've seen the way the yeah. Bulls have missed out. Their the, the, the big signings: Ben Wallace, Ron Mercer, uh, Jabari Parker. You know, that's that's the Bulls, obviously. But it just goes to show that having a lot of cap space doesn't always result in, in fantastic results. It doesn't result in getting the coveted players in the free agency. Yeah, I mean. It kind of applied to Lakers. I mean, yeah, they got LeBron, 
but given who else they're expecting to get and then who they got in the end at the moment, you know, they kind of shut the bed when <laughs> once they got LeBron because they couldn't get anyone else in the end. Well, they're looking to get Anthony Davis, who who wants to go to the Lakers, and the Pelicans are basically turning their nose up at all the lowball offers the Lakers are sending them at the moment. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's gonna how that's gonna work, and whether the Lakers will actually be in a position to sign him, because I believe he signs through next season as well. So it's not like he can go at the end of this season. Yeah. The Pelicans, yeah. So the Pelicans have some time. Uh, yeah. Did you did you see uh, he, uh, Anthony Davis Senior, his father, obviously? Uh, saying that he doesn't want his son going to the Celtics because of the lack of loyalty for how they traded Isaiah Thomas, which, <laughs> which you know, valid point, but it's just funny that he's talking about a loyalty when his son is demanding a trade from the team that drafted him. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, you know, hypocrisy much. It's uh, he did say that it was just his opinion, but and a lot of people do feel a little bit that way about the Celtics, but they had a chance to get uh, Kyrie Irving for Isaiah Thomas. I, I don't think you can really pass that up at the time, especially with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, not not necessarily being healthy at the time and not knowing how good he'd be moving forward, whether he'd be really worth the max deal because defensively he is a liability. So yeah. looking back, I still think the Celtics made the right move, whether they could have made it a little bit more classily, uh, you know, possibly. But in any case, it doesn't sound like either, either of the Davises want uh, the Brown to end up in, in Boston. It uh, <laughs> doesn't look like he's going to end up in the Lakers too soon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Lakers had missed out on free agents before. Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins, a couple of years ago. Uh, suppo- supposedly everyone was going to LA, and finally, finally they, they did get LeBron, as you said, but they did miss yeah. out on quite a few. So there is nothing, even if you are a huge market like LA or New York or Chicago, literally the three biggest markets in the NBA and the, the country, you know, full stop. Yeah, no guarantees at all. Yeah, which is uh, kind of funny, but, you know, you sort of step back and think about it, it's kind of surprising as well. So. I guess it's good that it, it shows that people that players are willing to give smaller markets a chance. Yeah. So th- there is that aspect to it because obviously the salary cap is there to prevent the big markets from being able to to dominate through that. But there does seem to be some sense of loyalty. You know, players like Westbrook obviously staying in Oklahoma City. So. And then even PG Paul George decided to stay. Yeah, and not going to the Lakers when he uh, said he would. But I guess we'll see what happens with. You know, it's, it's a long game with uh, with. Pazingas and the Knicks and the, and the trade there and what happens in Dallas and what happens in New York and and probably the, the Davis situation might be resolved a little bit sooner. Uh, yeah, do you think he gets moved by the deadline or do you think the Pelicans will uh, will continue to just see who blinks first? Because it, it does sound like there's going to be a, a divorce at some point. It's yeah, it, it's, just, think... it's, it's just what the final settlement's going to be at the moment, so yeah. <laughs> when it's going to be finalised. Uh, I think if another team puts up a potentially big offer, I think they'll take it. Um, but I think I think the fact that the Pelicans can enjoy an, an, a non-rush issue in terms of the, you know, the fact that they got an extra year, but they're not going to... Surely they're not going to sit him six months and then potentially a little bit longer until, you know either free agency trades or mid-season trades again next year. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one given the, the money situation with his contract. And the fact that he said that he wants to go to LA and that anyone else is basically going to be renting him for a year, year and a half, depending if he goes yeah. off-season, mid-season now, or mid-season, or in half a year if he goes mid-season to the deadline next year. Yeah. It, it's uh... yeah, You definitely want to try and get as much value out of it. So... 
Ah, it's Thursday or Friday, our Friday, isn't it? Is the deadline? The seventh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say it's fifty-fifty whether it happens at the moment. I think I don't think they'll really try and if they get desperate, they'll they'll probably will take up the Lakers trade. But I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I'm just. Did you see, yeah. see Mark Jackson, who has the same agent as LeBron, talking about how the, oh, the Pelicans should just take the deal on ESPN? What a what a major <laughs> conflict of interest. I mean, I I reckon I think it's a bit more likely. I'd probably put it at about sixty forty, maybe even seventy thirty, that it's going to happen. Uh, I I just think he's going to force their hand, and it's going to be where uh, the the longer they the wait on it, as you said, the less they're going to get in return. That the more his value is going to go down, the more people are going to be able to lowball, and they're not going to be able to. Uh, avoid the low ball and I'm going to be able to refuse it so yeah and it's just a shame to see another player uh, come to this Not another another trade demand come like this yeah and uh, it, it is surprising I, I think I think because we don't know what a lot of other teams are potentially if who are who are potentially interested are offering at this point I think that's what's sort of making me do the 50-50 sort of decision sure uh, you know, I'm imagining there's you know a few teams that have been in talks, but you know we haven't heard the leaks of the, the conversations and or you know the the offerings and stuff like that at this point. So, and yeah, I think I think well, if we knew more of that, like if we heard a few more leaks, I'd probably be a little bit more confident and say yeah, maybe like the seventy thirty kind of thing that you got up to. But yeah, I, I'd say I'm still fifty fifty. Um, well, they, they def- missed out on the Knicks with Porzingis, didn't they? They could have. Yeah, yeah, could have been in those sweepstakes, but nope. So, but uh, I, I suppose we'll, we can we can but wait and see. And at, at least he won't be traded during the All Star game this year. That's true. So, <laughs> yeah. we'll uh, we'll have a better picture before that happens. So that has brought us to the end of episode number two hundred and seventy three of the NLC podcast. As always, we hope you enjoyed tuning in and listening to us talk about basketball video games and a little bit of real basketball as well. If you did, we encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a review, a, hopefully a positive one. You can also find us on various podcatching apps such as Stitcher and uh, Podcast Addict. Search for NLC Podcast. Look for our logo. That will be us. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter at the NLSC. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash the NLSC. We're on Instagram, NLSC Basketball, YouTube, NBA Live Series Center. And of course, give it luck to the NLSC itself, nba-live.com, for everything we do for basketball video games. But yes, that will do it for this week. Thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Arcane. Go get buckets, everyone. <laughs>